Hi, everybody. This is the Eyes Free Fitness Podcast number 37. I am Mel Scott, and the show is brought to you today by BlindAlive.com. I'm happy to tell you that we are getting more and more listeners every week, and we would welcome sponsorship or ads to be placed on our podcast. That would help us, and we would be happy to do that for you. So if anybody's interested in that, just go to our website, blindalive.com, and submit it on the contact form, and somebody will will get in touch with you. We are currently running a feedback survey, which if you go and do the feedback survey, it will provide you an opportunity to get the free sleep meditation and also have an entry into our giveaways. We're giving away a $25 Amazon card and an iTunes card and also Blind Alive credit. We would appreciate it greatly if you would really think about the survey or writing a review or a testimonial for us. It would help us out a lot, and I would really appreciate it if you could go to the website and just take a few minutes to to do that if you like what we're doing. So today on the podcast, we will have a fitness speak section, which is uh, me talking about one of our very lovely body fluids, and we're also having a conversation with Jessica Beecham from We Fit Wellness. And so we're going to jump right into uh, talking with Jessica. Hi, Jessica. It's good to have you on the show today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here, Mel. We really enjoyed having you on the Find Your Fit podcast, so it's going to be awesome, <laughs> reciprocal conversation. I'm yeah. so excited. Yeah, because we're, we're all about the same thing, accessibility and, and fitness. And I think the more we have, um, we talk about the subject and the more we get out into the world, the, you know, the more the merrier as far as I am concerned. Absolutely. And the more we get excited, the more other people get excited too. So yeah. it's great. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. So you have a podcast. Um, tell me the name of it again. I was on it, but let's let's tell the listeners what that podcast is. Our podcast is called Find Your Fit. And it's a new podcast. So we only have four episodes up right now. Well, maybe by the time this this episode comes out, maybe we'll have a fifth one up. We produce an episode about every other week and we just talk about Anything under the sun related to health, exercise, nutrition, sports, we try to have fun guests, and we just try to really have a lighthearted approach that people can find new information and tools related to exercise, nutrition, and better living. Yeah, good deal. It was, uh, I I listened to three of them, I think, and I I love your format, that you have for your podcast. It's engaging. I mean, I wanted to keep listening. Well, thank you. And we really enjoyed to listen to yours as well. And so, you know, it's it's great that we're finally finding that there's more information out there that's specifically targeted towards people with disabilities or others who've been left behind in the mainstream fitness movement. It's just really great that we we are finding more resources that are catered to everyone. 
So let's talk a little bit about wefitwellness.com and what it is that you're offering and just just tell us a little bit about how you got started with it and uh, what are some of the things you're doing. Awesome. So we got started with We Fit Wellness about a year ago in January. It was January 5th of, of 2015 when we launched our program. That was a very exciting day for me because <laughs> I got to start my dream job. <laughs> My background is actually in therapeutic recreation and exercise science, and I am a blind woman. And so all my life, I have seen the discrepancy between access to exercise for people who are blind. And then as I got into therapeutic recreation for people with other disabilities and just that you can exercise, you can stay fit, you can eat well, but you have some additional challenges that you face when you are trying to do that as a person with a disability or as a person from a disadvantaged socioeconomic background. And so Kevin Worley, CEO of Worley Enterprises, actually approached me after we had had several conversations about the subject and has said, you know, I really see your point. Obesity is a huge deal. Obesity, sedentary lifestyle are two of the biggest health concerns that we have in this nation. And we really should do something about those. You know, we we think about the crisis of Braille literacy and we think about, you know, all these things that pertain to blind people or others with disability. But really, if people are dying of heart attacks and high blood pressure and stroke and diabetes and it doesn't, everything else, you know, is kind of put into perspective if you can't live a healthy enough lifestyle to enjoy uh, other skills that you might have, you know, it's so it's so important that people exercise and eat well. And so we decided to start our We Fit Wellness program with the mission of providing services to make exercise and nutrition more accessible, affordable, and achievable for people with this. Sorry, <laughs> more accessible, affordable, and achievable for people with disabilities and other disadvantaged populations or people, you know, maybe from disadvantaged socioeconomic backgrounds, at-risk youth, just all kinds of people that don't have the same access to exercise and good nutrition. Absolutely. Yeah. Keep, keep going. <laughs> we started the program and we offer a few different services. We uh, created a product that we call our Total Fit Pack and... We actually just went through and described a bunch of exercises, 35 of our favorite exercises. And then we put those together into five workouts that were really short that you could do anywhere. And we recommend that people chain them together. So each one you can do three or four times to get a really, really good workout. But if you only want to do it once and you're at your desk and you only have seven or eight minutes, you can absolutely do that. And so we wanted to create a tool that busy moms could take with them anywhere that blind people could take and learn to do the exercises and make into as easy or as difficult of a workout as they wanted. And so we wanted to make something that would be really versatile. And so we also incorporated a healthy cookbook. So it has about 80 recipes that can be made pretty easily that are yummy and pretty nutritious options. We included some information on 
how to maintain your exercise regimen because that's a big deal. A lot of people, you know, January, we're kind of right in the new year. A lot of people set a resolution. I'm really going to work out this year. I'm really going to eat well this year. And then by February 15th, 16th, those things have kind of fallen by the wayside. And so we gave some pretty practical tips on how to keep up with that. And then also some information if you had to eat fast food on the go. What are some of the choices that you can make that maybe still aren't great, but some of the better choices that you can make? And also, what are some of the really bad choices that you can make? It's really interesting that salad dressing a lot of Mm -hmm. times can really make your salad almost as bad as your Big Mac. And so that's something that a lot of people don't think about is, you know, you have to be really cognizant of of everything. And so we just try to provide some of that information. And so we do that. We do some corporate wellness workshops. We have what we call our weekend culture workshop, where we actually go into corporate environments and do some training that focuses around a healthy workplace that is inclusive. So a lot of workplaces have corporate wellness programs A lot of workplaces say they have a dedication to hiring individuals with disabilities and from diverse backgrounds. But what we really want to do through this workshop is show ways that we can make our workplace healthier, both by incorporating more physical activity and better eating options, whether that's the snacks, whether that's how we do the Christmas time potlucks (laughs) and then also talk about how we value everyone and make sure that we include everyone and respect everyone. And so it's it's like a healthier workplace inside and out. And so we really have fun doing those workshops. They incorporate a lot of movement, a lot of fun, but they also incorporate a lot of really practical information. And then we do some workshops with youth that are more oriented around introduction to different kind of exercise and sports and fitness regiments that people can adopt so that people understand from an early age that it's great to be physically fit and you have a lot of opportunity as you're young and in high school to participate in athletics and in PE class and then some some kids don't but you have more opportunity at a young age that that is sort of naturally created for you than you do as you get older. And so we really focus a lot in those workshops on helping people understand that you can carry all these skills over and that it's so important that after you don't have anybody saying you need to go to 30 minutes of PE every day, <sighs> that you make sure that you still exercise and you still make good better and best choices when it comes to the food that you put in your body because it's so important. Oh, right. So tell me, let me, um, I can I can totally hear your passion around the, the subject. And I'm curious to know who develops the workshops and are they weekend workshops or day-long workshops or how does that work? So I work 
with Kevin Worley, our CEO, to develop the workshops. I develop a lot of the content that pertains to exercise and nutrition. We also work with Maureen Neatfelt, who's a home management instructor at the Colorado Center for the Blind. And so we work on developing the content of those. And then Kevin really helps to incorporate the leadership pieces and the inclusive work environment pieces. And so we work together. And our workshops are very customizable. So we've done anything from day-long workshops, uh, half-day workshops, workshop series sort of things, to whole weekends. So we just kind of mix it up depending on the need of the organization that we're working with. Yeah, so I'm noticing on Facebook, I notice you guys seem to to travel a lot. Do the three of you travel together or, or you and Maureen and Kevin, or is it just one, one or two of you? Or how do you do the, how do you do that? So it depends on exactly what we're doing. Um, but we just send the crew that can get the job done best. Maureen's full-time work position is with the Colorado Center for the Blind. So oftentimes it's Kevin Worley and myself who travel and do a lot of our away workshops. But if a workshop is particularly germane to what Maureen does with us, uh, which we'll talk a little bit more about as we get into the podcast. But if it's if it's particularly important that she's with us there, then she might come along and it might just be the two of us that go or her and Kevin. And so we just kind of mix it up depending on the specific need. So it sounds like you're doing a whole lot of education and with corporations. And do you also work with, say, rehabilitation facilities or uh, guide dog schools or anything like that? Or you're like, who are you working with? So we haven't done anything so far with, uh, with guide dog programs, which I think that would actually be really interesting to have that opportunity, but we have not had that opportunity yet. We've worked with state rehabilitation agencies. We've worked with the National Federation of the Blind Sports and Recreation Division of Colorado. We've worked with Centers for Independence. Uh, we've so it just it it's kind of just runs the gamut, but just organizations that are interested in either making their programs more inclusive or gaining some different insight into health and wellness and spreading that information along to their members or to the people that they serve. So that's kind of what we're doing right now. So is it exclusive to blind and visually impaired people, or are you covering all types of disabilities? So we actually work a lot with people who are blind and visually impaired because Kevin and I are both blind, but we have also worked with other disability groups too, particularly through the work that we've done with Centers for Independence and through work that we've done with various um like even when we are with more blindness specific groups that uh, will have individuals that maybe have multiple disabilities that are in addition to blindness. So we do absolutely work with people with all disabilities and we want to branch out even more in that direction as we grow and move forward. It's really easy to start in the space that you know and where you already have a lot of connections and where you already have a really solid sort of set of expertise. And so we have done, I would say, 
much more work with individuals who are blind and visually impaired so far. Right. Well, that makes sense because that's that's who you know. And, you know, I I would like to branch out, you know, myself into other types of, um, you know, disabilities myself. But, you know, it's like this this is who we know and this is who we can affect. And, you know, for now, it's it's Absolutely. you got to start somewhere. <laughs> and our podcast is more and will be as we progress more inclusive of lots of disability groups. And also our Breaking Blind channel has focused a lot on blindness so far, but it, we have more immediate plans to highlight some other disability groups and things like that in those two arenas, particularly very soon. So, yeah, so tell us about Breaking Blind. I love that. Sure. <laughs> so Maureen Neatfelt, who is she is actually an independent contractor who does consultation for WeFit Wellness. She is she is the home management a home management instructor at the Colorado Center for the Blind who is also one of our partners. And Maureen started a YouTube channel some time back. She thought it would be fun. She actually has a brother. His name is Ed Bassmaster, and he uh, started doing YouTube a long time ago and has tons and tons and tons. Like, I don't know, I think something like 3 million YouTube subscribers. And oh, gosh. he's actually starting a show this spring on CMTV. Uh -huh. um, and so just with the it's based off of the YouTube stuff that he does a lot of prank kind of funny stuff. And so. Maureen just thought it would be fun to make a video, and she made a video about how blind people put on makeup. It's uh -huh. called Blind Makeup Perfection, and so she threw it up there on YouTube and got about 50,000 hits right off wow, the bat. Wow, that's fantastic. And so she was really excited, and so she started doing other YouTube videos to just show people how blind people do stuff because a lot of people just don't know. It's amazing the kinds of questions that you'll get on YouTube, like, you know, who dresses you or oh, I know. can you feel <laughs> colors or, you know, random things I've like tried. I, I, I confess, I've tried. <laughs> I've tried to feel colors. Yeah. Yeah. I was not they, successful. You know, I, I have somebody who swears to me that they have a friend that can identify money by touch. And I'm like, yeah, only if they can see a little bit because they're, they're pulling the wool over your eyes. There's just no way to do it. I mean, <laughs> coins, of course, but not bills. Not yeah. in the United States. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's. Yeah, I, I, you know, maybe somebody can. I won't say they can't. You know, <laughs> it would, uh, yeah, I don't, if they if they can, I don't know the technique, and so, no, no. But, you know, it's so. So we worked with Maureen because she has a nice YouTube following as well, and we just she has a real interest in health and wellness, and so we said, you know, we would like to work with you to make Breaking Blind videos really relevant to health, wellness, better nutrition for people who are blind, and also for other people just in the general population to get a good understanding, and so we do all kinds of things. This week, we made a video about how a blind person picks out produce. Uh, yeah, I saw that. I didn't see the, didn't see the YouTube yet, but I saw the... Um 
tweet about it or a Facebook thing about yeah. it. Or anything. Yeah. And yeah. so like things like that, uh, we'll show quick workouts sometimes. Like we've put a quick lower body workout. We'll show how a blind person goes canoeing, <laughs> just all kinds of different things. We're going to, I'm going to actually go up to Littleton and ride with the Colorado Center for the Blind uh, group is going snowshoeing tomorrow. And so we're going to make a video about how blind people go snowshoeing. So <laughs> that's going to be kind of fun. And so we've just really been enjoying spreading the word about health and wellness through that platform as well. And that gets to people who are blind as well as people with other disabilities and people who aren't blind that maybe will work with blind people one day or people with other disabilities and need to just understand that blindness or any disability doesn't keep us from doing what we want to do. We can be independent. We can be happy and healthy. And so we really have a lot of fun through that outlet. And it's a great way that we can promote some of the other work that we do through our, uh, through our workshops and our, we're going to be actually, uh, writing a book at some point, which is going to be really fun. And so we can promote our podcasts and workshops and other fun projects that we start doing through that YouTube outlet as well, yeah, which is good really deal. cool. So what, uh, on a personal level, what, what do you do to keep yourself fit? Oh my gosh, I love exercise. So <laughs> I really do. You know, it's funny. A lot of people are, oh, I hate exercise, but it, it's, it makes me feel really good. I don't know that I always loved exercise like I do now. I think I did always understand that exercise was an important part of what would keep me strong and healthy. But I can actually honestly say I, I really do love it now. And so it, you I, grow into it. it you it's, do. Yeah. It, it, you set, I mean, for me, because I'm the same way. And, you know, not every day. I don't want to do it every, you know, but mm -hmm. it, it's when you do it, your body, my body begins to, to crave it. You do. And just standing still. Like if I'm, you know, it, I'm sitting still now because I have to. In front mm -hmm. of the t in front of the microphone, but if I'm talking on the phone, I'm I'm usually pacing. Oh, or... I'm a pacer like crazy. I cannot be still when I'm on the phone. Right, <laughs> and and it's so good not to be still. Absolutely. When you're on the phone, or if I'm waiting in the kitchen for water to boil, or or whatever it is, I move. I'm constantly moving. My body's in, in in every direction that I can, not just in one plane, you know. We tend Absolutely. to just move in one plane. But I just like flail around and jump mm -hmm. around and, and <laughs> it makes me happy. <laughs> it really, really does. It. Uh, so for me, that's a, exactly it. It improves my mood. It makes me happier. And I do crave it. I was actually at a rec therapy conference last year and one of the presenters said something I thought was so important. He said, when you don't exercise, you should feel like you didn't brush your teeth that day. And so for me, that's really true. I do. I feel kind of icky if I don't if I don't get up and move enough. And so I really enjoy running. I'm actually training right now. I'm going to run the Boston Marathon in April. And Whoa, so I deal. love running. I love yoga, particularly yes. Bikram yoga is my favorite. That's the power. Um, hot. Yeah. Hot yoga. Yeah. The hot. Yeah. I like the hot spaces, the hot, humid spaces. Mm -hmm. I'm from Tennessee and we have really hot, humid summers. And so I think 
being in Colorado that, you know, practicing hot yoga, especially in the winter, just kind of balances me out a little bit. It's not so cold here and, and it's nice to have the dry air and actually like running and things like that a lot more in the dry air. But I think sometimes it just feels feels good to my soul to be in that hot, humid room for an hour and a half doing yoga. And so I, I really love that. I totally hear you. I'm the same way. Yeah. Like it, like it hot. Well, mm-hmm. so uh, do you use a guide when you run? I do. Uh, I actually, well, so I actually run a couple different ways. I run on the treadmill sometimes. I do use a guide to run. So when I use a guide, I do have a little bit of usable vision. So I follow my guide. Some people use the tether. Uh, some people will, uh, will link up in different ways, but I like to follow my guide and that works really well for me. And if I'm running by myself outside, I actually use a white cane that's longer than my normal white cane. So probably about a foot longer than what I normally use. So it gives me a couple steps extra and I run a little bit slower, but I can run outside independently with a cane if I need to get some distance in. Uh, so know, let me ask you, that. let me ask you, if you're carrying a cane, I, I, I always have this feeling of wanting to be symmetrical. It seems like it would get your body off balance if you were using the cane in the same hand all the time. Yeah, it's, so it's, it's interesting I'm using it. Um, I do feel a little bit off balance when I run, and I think I do switch hands when I'm running with a cane. I'd have to be doing it to think to think about it better. But I really like to move my arms a lot, so cane running is not my favorite. It's just a good option if I want to be outside, and you know, I I can't uh, I can't find somebody to run with me that day. It's just a way that I can still. Uh, do it. But I don't like not being able to swing both of my arms. And I can't, even if I try to swing the arm that I'm using my cane with a little bit, it's just not quite the same, which is definitely why it's not my preferred method all the time. Right. Yeah, that makes that makes sense. So when you're not running and you're, so you're doing yoga, do you ever do just in-home workouts? Oh yeah, absolutely. I, I love kettlebells. They're one of my favorite things. I always keep some little hand weights around so that I can do just, you know, calisthenic kinds of exercises. Always got a, a stack of things that I like to do for my core and, you know, just for leg strength and arm strength and things like that, that I can do at home. I'm a member of the YMCA so that I can do some weightlifting there. Cause I do like to still, especially with running a lot, I think it's so important that you balance with really good strength training too. And so I always like to make sure that I incorporate that. And then I love to just try different fitness classes too. That's one of my favorite things to do. And, you know, when we talk sometimes in the workshops that we do about advocacy or blog posts or YouTube or things like that. I like to talk to people a lot about how to get comfortable in just going to a random fitness class in a gym because to me, those are some of the most fun things, like to just be able to walk into a Zumba class. (laughs) I might not be able to follow it perfectly, but you know, I'm going to try my best and just have fun. And as long as I'm moving, it's really good. And I love body pump, uh, you know, Uh, which you do with a bar and, um, and, and weights. And it's really fun because you get, you get good cardio because it's constant movement, but it's also phenomenal strength training. And so I feel so good when I'm done with 
body pump classes. So yeah, I really like to do stuff like that as well. So when you go into a class that you've not been in before, do you go talk with the teacher or or do you just go in and just do the best you can? I always go talk to the teacher first. And so I will have usually researched online what the class is all about first. Right. Uh, so it does take a little bit of prep work. So I'll research the class and see what I can find out about it and maybe get somebody like watch a video and get somebody to tell me, you know, what kind of things that they're doing. So I can see if it's stuff that I'm kind of familiar with or if I'm going to be sort of like a fish out of water. <laughs> then I go in and I talk to the teacher and I tell them, so I always try to get to the class a few minutes early. And then I tell the instructor, hey, I'm a blind person. I am going to do my best to follow your class. But if I'm doing something completely off base, feel free to come over and correct me. And I'm not expecting when I say that, that they're going to spend their whole time making sure that I'm going to do everything perfect. I'm just expecting that by saying that if I'm doing something that's going to get myself or somebody else hurt or if they have time and I'm just doing something that's real wacky, completely off base from what they're trying <laughs> to explain, that they know that it's okay to come over and tap me on the shoulder or reposition me or things like that. And so then I go through the class and, uh, you know, because I have been exercising for a long time, a lot of times you, you hear words, you hear terminology, phraseology that that makes sense. And so... It, you can follow it by descriptors. But if I go into a class that I'm like, oh my gosh, yeah, I don't have a clue what was going on there. Then a lot of times what I'll do is I'll talk to the instructor and I'll just say, hey, is there a time that you and I can maybe get together and just go over some of the basic things that you're going to repeat a lot in these classes? That's what I had to do with Zumba. So, That's what I was thinking because Zumba, people yeah. keep asking me for, oh, we want, want a Zumba workout. And I'm thinking Zumba is, it's great fun, but Figuring out how to teach it yeah, quickly is... It's uh, interesting. And so some of the things that I found out a lot are, you know, they use the grapevine step a lot. And so I learned what a grapevine step was. And they use a cha-cha a lot. And they use, you know, so there are certain certain moves that throughout the, throughout the Zumba language, kind of like yoga, you're going to hear repeated quite often. And so if I can learn what those things are, then I may still miss some things or be a little behind or have to figure out something on the fly. But I feel like I can fairly confidently and fairly comfortably be able to follow along. So... How does that work with your self-confidence? How do you feel when you're out of step and looking different from the other people? How do you work with that in your mind? Well, you know, the thing that's really interesting that somebody brought to my attention one time it was a yoga instructor that I had because I, when I first started going into classes, I really didn't want to do anything different than anybody else. And the thing that she told me is everybody does different stuff. Everybody does weird stuff. Everybody gets off step. Everybody does things wrong. It's not just me as a blind person that does it. And so when I really realized that and that I was not the only one in the room that might be looking a little bit funny sometimes, it really made me not care, you know. And I 
and also just knowing that I'm going to be doing something, you know, sometimes I'll just stop. Like if I get confused and I really don't understand what's going on, I'll just stop and do a move that I know is going to give me a good workout. Maybe I know that they're doing something with their uh, legs. There's this class that they use a lot of resistance bands. And um, when I was following that class, they would talk about some things the first couple times that I didn't quite understand. Like I'm supposed to be moving this foot diagonal and doing what, you know? And so I would just start, I would just go into lunges or go into squats or go into something. If I could figure out sort of the muscle area that they were trying to work with those moves, I would just go do, do my own thing that, uh, you know, that made sense for me at the time. And nobody, nobody laughs. Everybody is just, knows that we're all there trying to get a little fitter, trying to do a little better, trying to live a little healthier. And it's just a great way to build a community around health and wellness, make some new friends and just get out there and do fun stuff. I I agree with with that, that it's, you know, we just need to just do it. And the, the idea is to have fun and not worry about what what we look like. And I mean, nobody cares. It's just, it's just us. That- yep, it's just all in your head. Yeah. And so if you can get past you, yeah. and that's with anything. Right. If you can get past you, that's the biggest, that's the biggest barrier. It absolutely is. I think that is a huge. Everybody else is so worried about how they're feeling. <laughs> they're sweating. They're breathing hard. They're not thinking about what. What you're, you're doing, doing or not doing. That's exactly yeah. right. And, you know, and people don't necessarily, you don't have to go to classes. I mean, you can work out at home and, you know, your total fit pack helps people to, to do that in their, in their homes, if that's what they, that's what they want to do. So, you know, there, there are choices for all of us. And that's what I I always want to get across to people that there are so many choices and we don't have to be limited. And in its, we need to take charge of our own self and our own bodies and do what we need to do to, to feel better about ourselves. Nobody's going to do it for us. Absolutely. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about just, I just want to hear all the different, you know, where we can find you on all the different social medias and all sure. that good stuff. So Facebook, we're just W E. Fit, F-I-T, Wellness, W-E-L-L-N-E-S-S. We're on Twitter. Our handle is at WeFitWellness. On YouTube, we're under Breaking Blind, and that's capital breaking, capital blind, no space in between. Okay. Our website is www.wefit.com. W-E-L-L-N-E-S-S dot com. That's www.wefitwellness.com. And our podcast is Find Your Fit. You can find that on our website. You could also find it in iTunes, Stitcher, Tuned In, all those kind of places. I'm not the podcast <laughs> genius, but, you know, all the all those Places where you find podcasts. You yeah, you're find, there. <laughs> find your fit right there. <laughs> good. Very good. And you can also purchase the total fit pack on your website too, I believe. 
Absolutely. And we're working on a yoga video. So hopefully we'll have that up for you guys soon. Uh, We're always trying to update blogs and have guest bloggers. So if you're listening to the podcast and you have something that you really want to write about, you feel like will help to expand the community because that's what we're really trying to do is build a community around health, wellness, better nutrition. So you can send me an email, Jessica, J-E-S-S-I-C-A at WeFitWellness. That's W-E-F-I-T-W-E-L-L-N-E-S-S dot com. You're a good speller. Sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) G-U-D. Right, right, right. Well, Jessica, this has been a fun, a fun conversation, and I expect we may have more before, you know, before it's all over with, you know, whenever that is, way into the the distant future, I hope. so. Absolutely. Well, it was a pleasure being here. Um, Thank you so much for having me today. You are so welcome. It's time now for Fitness Speak. Today on Fitness Speak, we're going to continue our series on body fluids. And today we're talking about sweat. Or if you're a little squeamish about using the word sweat, you can call it perspiration. Or if you are from the South, like I am, I would never use the word sweat. I would call it glowing or glistening. So why do we sweat? What is it? What's it for? Is it good? Is it bad? And just so you know, there may be a little bit of explicit material here, just a tiny little bit. So if you get weirded out about that, you might want to get out now while the getting's good. So anyway, sweat is made up of mostly water, salts, urea, and potassium, and actually The same ingredients are in urine, which will probably be our next body fluid. Yay, that'll be exciting. Um, But they occur in different concentrations. So sweat helps to keep our body temperature regulated. Our brain does not like a hot body. And so when we're exposed to heat either from from the external environment or from the internal environment, the hypothalamus in our brain signals our sweat glands to begin to excrete sweat. So if we're experiencing a hot day, a hot summer day, and it's it's makes our body temperature go up, and so our body wants to stay cool, and so we'll begin to to sweat, which when it evaporates from our body, will actually help to normalize the body temperature. If we are exercising vigorously, which causes our body to sweat, and it causes our body to heat up from and the internal parts of our body, from our core of our body, then again, we will begin to sweat so that it can evaporate and cool our bodies down. So, People don't like to sweat necessarily, but it it is good for us. It also helps to uh, excrete waste products like like the kidneys and like urine, and it ha- helps to detoxify the body from all kinds of things that come in through our uh, our diet or through the 
environment. So sweating is a good thing. And people from indigenous cultures, Native Americans and people from Australia and all over the world actually revere methods that make us sweat, sweat lodges, Roman baths, and it's it's healthy for our skin. It's healthy for our bodies and our our nails and our hair to to get that circulation moving and to get the sweat coming out of our body. Sweat also cleanses and purifies our skin. It can help with uh, acne, whiteheads, blackheads. It it cleanses our bodies. We want to sweat. It's a good thing. So what happens? Why does sweat smell bad? And some people don't think it smells bad. Some people do think it smells bad. And the the smell of sweat happens not because of the sweat itself, but when it encounters the bacteria on our body. That's what makes the the fragrance and the apocrine sweat glands. There are two kinds of sweat, sweat glands. There's the eccrine and the apocrine, A-P-O-C-R-I-N-E. And those are the ones that occur where there's extra hair, scalp, armpits, and genital area. So the sweat that comes out of those glands is a little bit different brew. It has more fatty acids and uh, it's a little bit thicker. So when it hits the surface, then it hits the bacteria that happens in those areas, and that's what causes the odor. So that's what that's about. So the odor can be uh, different according to what your diet is. If you're a meat eater, it will smell one way. If you're a vegetarian, it will smell one way. If it's a, if you're a vegan, it'll smell differently. And obviously, the type of hygiene will make all the difference in the way sweat smells. So that's that's what that's about. So there's also a genetic predisposition to sweating more. And it can be a real problem for some people that have this. And it's called hyperhidrosis. So it it essentially means too much water in your body coming out. And it can happen with on your feet and your palms of your hands and your armpits and your face and your, your whole body. And it can be very... Uh, upsetting for a lot of people that that have this problem, and there are methods of treating it. Some people actually put deodorant, antiperspirant on their feet and the palms of their hands and their armpits. I don't know if that's super good for you, but if you need to do it, then hey, you know, you do what you got to do to be able to have the quality of life that that you're wanting. So. Sweat is a good thing, and we need to do it regularly. It's important to get the circulation going. It helps the circulation on our uh, outside of our skin. It makes us look healthier. It brings the um, the oils to the to our skin. It helps with skin 
dryness and complexion in general. So go for it. Go out, sweat, good for you, and call it anything you want. So stay tuned, and I hope you learned something about your body today, and stay tuned for the next Fitness Speak segment. Kick, 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 kick. That's it. Keep moving your arms. If you need to hold on, that's fine. No problem. Sitting in a chair, you just kick one leg out and then the other and move those fingers towards those toes, twisting just a little bit at the waist. Sit tall, stand tall, and breathe. I love talking about the human body. To me, it is just so fascinating, and I want people to be as excited about it as I am, which I expect is a little unrealistic, but I do think it is so important that we understand where we live, and we live in our bodies, and I hope that you do find this information interesting and uh, we'll continue to keep coming back. We're going to go through a lot of different body fluids and uh, Peggy Fleischer is going to be coming back very soon with the Let's Eat segment. So can't wait for that. So go to the website, blindalive.com. You can do the survey. You can subscribe to the newsletter, uh, the blog, the podcast, and you can actually check out our workouts. We have a lot of them now. We're going to be uh, releasing, in fact, we will have already released uh, Pilates Mat Level 2 by the time you are hearing this. So that's super exciting. And uh, that's it for today. Go to blindalive.com and we will talk to you the next time.